Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Robin. I'm from Brighton, England, and I live in Richmond, California. And I'm Jose. I live in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the ups and downs of being a foreigner in Japan. I think one thing that struck me as being interesting about this was generally being a foreigner in any country is generally either a very positive experience and people treat you very well, or it's kind of a negative experience and people treat you pretty badly and have quite negative stereotypes. So, you know, for me, being an English person in the United States, basically it's all good. People are treating me very well. They think I'm very intelligent because of my accent. You know, they think England's amazing. So there aren't really any significant downsides about being an English person in the United States. On the other hand, you know, other, other people in the United States tend to have it a little tougher or a lot tougher. For example, you know, Mexican immigrants into the United States, you know, they're, they're facing a lot of challenges. There aren't really any positive things uh, or any positive stereotypes that are really coming up. So they're being discriminated on uh, against for how they speak, where they're from, what they represent. So it seems like being a foreigner in Japan is a little bit different. At the same time, they're treating you like a god, but then they're somehow suspicious of who you are and they're excluding you from certain parts of Japanese society and culture. Yes. So as, you're, as you mentioned, uh, being a foreigner in Japan is uh, quite a unique experience. As you know, Japan didn't open up until quite recently when uh, the black ships came to Tokyo Bay and the U.S. basically forced them to open up. So they're quite new to, uh, to having foreigners in this country. Um, for me, I think it's the positive points are, you know, when you come to Japan, everybody smiles and everyone seems very cheerful to see you. I mean, you walk around and people always smile at you. It's just welcoming in general, right? Yeah, of course. People don't generally smile at me when I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, they probably just ask you for money, right? <laughs> so, yeah, people, people smiling is uh, definitely welcoming. I mean, another advantage is American culture is a yeah. bit popular and has been since the post-war in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely, they definitely know some TV shows. They definitely... Uh, you know, know some cultural happenings in the United States. Um, how, did, how did people treat you, though, when you were out and about in the restaurant, government mm -hmm. offices? Did people, did you see people being extra polite to you or extra nice? And um, So I think, I think in general for a foreigner to approach, approach people is uh, pretty easy compared to mm -hmm. a Japanese person approaching people. I think if a Japanese person approaches people in public and it's a stranger, it's very, uh, oh, you know, who, who are you? <laughs> what do you want? Right. But, but if a foreigner approaches a Japanese person, I think it's more expected like, okay, this person just wants directions or they're lost or they want to know how, how this store works or, you know, maybe they have some question, right? So mm -hmm. opening the dialogue as a foreign, foreign person is, uh, is a much easier endeavor, I think. 
Um, and this goes goes in the bars when you go to a bar. Hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Where are you from? Like, you know, it's really easy to get into that small talk. Um, yeah. As a foreign person, I think there's some some advantage. There is uh, there's this curiosity, this novelty, and uh, it definitely opens that first conversation up much easier. I think. So, how did you feel when you first arrived? Then was it generally? A positive experience you felt oh wow they like me here yeah I felt like everyone's smiling uh, people are open to me starting conversations with them um no one is like oh so, you know sorry I don't know you or something like I don't know what would happen in the U.S. if you just started talking to people randomly for example depends where you are I think if you're in a more rural place or a small town yeah. People are pretty open to that. I think they like that. As mm -hmm. long as you're talking about, you know, you're not asking them something weird. See, Maybe in a, big, in a big city like Los Angeles or San Francisco, New York, people are going to be more suspicious about that, right? They're going to think you're after something. You're trying to convert them to Christianity. You're yeah. trying to get five bucks off them. Trying to sell them a stolen watch, whatever it might be. Yeah, the, the fact is uh, Japan is a pretty rigid society, but as a foreigner, you're not expected to follow all those rules and uh, codes. So that in itself is uh, an advantage because, you know, you don't need to, for example, um, when you go to the hot spring, there's a certain way to put the yukata. One way is just like a regular way. The other way is for a funeral. You know, I, right, right, I don't know what a I don't know what a yukata is. It's easy kimono. Oh, easy kimono, apparently. I've got, I've got my translator here. So. <laughs> summer summertime kimono or regular kimono? Summertime kimono. Yeah, okay. summertime is just the one layer. Okay. 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 Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, as a foreigner, no one's gonna like care if you put it on wrong they'll just be like oh well that's a that's a dumb mistake but yeah it's expected yeah. <laughs> you know no one's gonna call like oh wow what's that guy doing so but what, hmm. but what are the challenges then i mean i feel like in my idea of japan like mm -hmm. it's very difficult to penetrate deeply into the society like they treat you well everybody's gonna be polite smiling like you said but it's really like assimilate it seems almost impossible well you know language is the first barrier i think uh even though english is an international language and it's spoken to a certain capacity it's still kind of tough to deeply uh ingrain yourself into society without speaking japanese and that's just a fact mm. um but that's true anywhere really i think I think in Japan, it's the barrier is a bit higher than most countries. Yeah. Um, for example, we, we got these uh, government uh, stimulus checks, just like the States, right? And all, all the forms were in Japanese. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I didn't speak Japanese, there's no possible way to fill out these forms. Or if I don't have a Japanese friend, there's no English option on these forms. There's no... You know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, you might not even know what the form is about when it arrives to your house, you know? So I think that's pretty tough. In the U.S., maybe you might get that in like three languages or something, right? Yeah, and if you don't, there'll be instructions at the end saying, like, if you need Vietnamese, if you need Tagalog, if you need 
you know, Aramaic, if you need yeah. Hindi, call this number. And then there's a website called uh, Rakuten. Maybe you've heard of it. They're the sponsors yeah. of the Golden State Warriors. So I think you've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a Japanese Amazon, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, like they, they really uh, say there's such an English-speaking country, uh, English-speaking company and uh, international company. If you go to their website, good luck. <laughs> good luck trying to navigate it because there's not even an English option on that website. Hmm. What about like personal relationships, like making friends or, you know, meeting your girlfriend's family or something like that? Is that, that seems like it might be challenging if you don't, it might be difficult to be accepted. Yeah, I think uh, in my experience, Japanese people are quite welcoming. It's just, uh, they might want to avoid interaction just based off the, off the language or confidence in the language ability. So you might, you might get a little, you know, head nod or sorry, sorry, I don't speak English type of motion or, or you, if you walk into a restaurant, they might, they might not want to service you. And it, it's not, it's not like a outright discrimination. It's more like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going to fail perhaps, or I don't want to be in a situation where things could be misunderstood or, you yeah. know, with the bill or the check or the order. So you'll see that on the subway too. Like if you're sitting down, you know, yeah, someone might not want to sit next to you. And, you know, you don't know if it's the fact or if it's this like microaggression or not. Maybe they just hope, oh, if I sit there, he might ask me for those directions, you know, and I don't know, I don't know how to say change trains here and go there. So. Yeah. You, you do run into a lot of that, I think. And um, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a negative, you know, for me. What about, what about places that you're excluded from? I heard sometimes like certain restaurants and bars and stuff like that, like you just can't go there if you're a foreigner. Um, yeah, as far as bars and restaurants go, it's really tough to tell because a lot of the rejection and a lot of the um i guess discrimination is not over it's very it's very passive or it's it's guys under other pretenses of there's too many reservations or we're full uh, or, uh sorry <laughs> you know was, uh actually i had an instance um where i went to a clinic last week or yeah. a couple of weeks ago and uh, yeah, we were basically accepted. We filled out all the forms. And at the last minute, we were told they're not taking any new patients. And that's very awkward or it's very unusual because if you get to that stage where you've already handed in your, your insurance card, your ID card, and filled out the forms, then you know that, that's not the stage to tell someone you're not accepting new patients, right? That, yeah. that just happened because maybe the doctor got wind of the fact that, I, I don't know, I was from America or maybe he was worried about coronavirus or, or maybe he thought, I just can't explain this uh, diagnosis well, or it could be a litany of things, right? So this is the kind of uh, discrimination that may occur as a foreigner. It probably won't be outright aggressive you know, get out of my country <laughs> discrimination. It's probably just going to be. But wait, you, you told me about that the other day and it turns out they were, right? 
yeah, so it, it was definite case of discrimination there. Like you, I thought you called them back and they said, oh, they were accepting new patients, right? As long as they were Japanese. Yeah, I had, I had my girlfriend call back about uh, two days later and ask them, are you accepting new patients? And they were. And then she confronted them directly and they basically said, yeah, we, it wasn't the truth. We are accepting new patients. Well, first they lied. They tried to say they changed the policy within two days. <laughs> Over the weekend, which sounds like, a, you know, it's just a bold-faced lie. And then yeah. finally she, had, she admitted it. You know, they, they just wanted to get rid of me kind of because they were worried about the language thing. But they didn't even yeah. ask me if I could speak any Japanese. It's just, you know, a lot yeah. of assumptions, right? So, so do, you, do you ever feel like you really want to, like, I guess, be more Japanese or participate more and you just, like, come up against the wall, come up against the barrier and you just can't make any more progress? Um, I think for me, the way I see it is I have a personal responsibility. If I uh, want to be more ingrained in Japanese society, I need to, uh, I need to probably work on the language more. Mm. And it's always good to understand the, the cultural norms here because this is Japan, right? It's not, it's not my country. So, yeah. so I think, yeah, if I want to, if I want to break the barriers, I just, you have to just learn the language. That would be my advice. Learn the language as much as you can. Try to understand the culture and, uh, you know, to whatever level you want to enter this society, I would just advise, advise you do that, right? I mean, for me personally, I'm okay with speaking like intermediate Japanese and understanding the culture, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not Japanese and that's fine. I, I don't need to become Japanese. So. Okay. I just know, you know, some people really want to mm -hmm. get there and feel like, okay, I'm American now or I'm French or I'm Chinese now. Like they really want to, they don't want to be seen as an outsider anymore. They want to be an insider. Uh, well, but you know, it sounds like that's not an important. That's not important for you. It sounds like you're happy with being an outsider. Well, you know, if you're an insider, a true insider in Japan, then if you want to be treated as a Japanese, then there's going to be downsides too. Though you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna work overtime. You're gonna work until eight, nine p.m. You're gonna be expected to, to mm -hmm. carry yourself as a Japanese. You're gonna have to speak, you know, polite Japanese. You know, the when you're working in the office, you're your mannerisms will have to change. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be that ingrained in Japan and there's going to be a, a kind of price to pay, I guess. And some yeah. people are totally fine with it. Maybe they really enjoy conducting their life in that way. But for me as a, as a person who spent, you know, their whole life growing up in the States and California, I mean, to make that radical, radical change in the way I conduct my, my life and my work and all those things, it's, it's pretty tough, yeah. but some people do it. Okay, so it sounds like you kind of like playing that foreigner card sometimes. Oh no, <laughs> I, can't work, I can't work overtime, I'm American. Hey, or like... whichever, whichever card works better, like, oh, okay, now it's time to be Japanese, so it's time to speak some Japanese, it's time to have the yeah. cultural understanding. Or so, oh you know what I'm not I'm not quite Japanese so I'm gonna skip out on this part here, so yeah I guess that's kind of an interesting contrast to to being here. You yeah. know if I if I tell people I'm from England, they'll 
you know, they'll accept that without saying anything. If I say I'm American, they'll accept that without saying anything either as well. And, you know, they'll accept me as being quote unquote American or yeah. English or however I want to present myself. People will just accept that, you know, um, which gives me, you know, gives me quite a lot of flexibility, but equally people just don't care, you know. Well, let me ask you, you're about to get your citizenship pretty soon here if the, if the corona pandemic yeah. comes down. Um, do you have some kind of uh, pride or feeling or is or for you it's just like paperwork and that's it? Like what, what is it to you? Um, I'm not going to say it has so much meaning, but it definitely has some meaning. And I think, you know, in the past you know, let's say 10 years ago, I kind of poo-pooed the idea of being American and, uh, you know, it's all a load of crap. But, you know, I think I've, I think I've grown to appreciate some of the values and uh, the lifestyle and the, the freedom, well, as cliched as it sounds, that living in California especially gives me in comparison to living in England. Um, so, yeah, I, I do feel... You know, whereas maybe five years ago, I would have balked at saying, oh, I'm American. Now, now, yeah, I'd say I'm at least partially American, right? Maybe not completely, but. Yeah, yeah I definitely, uh, I think that's a really great thing. I mean, it's up to you about the level of uh, pride or feeling you have. It's an individual thing, but. I think at least if you are becoming an American, it's important to have a, a bit of it because yeah. you know, otherwise, you know, don't don't be an American, <laughs> kind of, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear you feel that way. I mean, for me, living in Japan, unfortunately, there's no there's no point where I could get to you know being being a Japanese citizen. I think it would be mm -hmm. extremely hard. I think I'd have to give up my u.s citizenship perhaps so i'm not sure how that works and uh yeah and would i ever really be japanese because just on the outside with my face not being yeah. a japanese person i could never achieve that even amongst japanese people even if i could achieve it with the government right but for you yeah. for you you can achieve it you know no one will question yeah he's an american you know like you said that's what they'll say all right. Well, on that note, let's uh, bring things to an end for today. Okay. Thank Great. you. Thank All right. Yeah. Take care. See you, Robin. All right. See you later.